This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal agencies can now offer extra sick leave to any employees with coronavirus symptoms. Other agencies are taking steps to help contain the spread of the virus. And a year later than it hoped, one of GSA's organizations will break even in 2020. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies can grant employees up to 30 days of advanced sick leave if they're infected with the coronavirus and run out of time off. Employees can get up to 13 days of advanced leave if they're caring for a sick family member. This is just some of the guidance from the Office of Personnel Management, which clarified who should get sick leave and when during a potential coronavirus outbreak. Some agencies may ask for a doctor's note if an employee becomes ill and needs extra sick leave. Others might waive a doctor's note during an outbreak. One of the largest federal employee health care providers will waive coronavirus testing costs for its participants. Blue Cross and Blue Shield says it will cover prior authorizations for diagnostic tests and other coronavirus services. The Blue Cross Federal Employee Program will also eliminate fees for a 14-day supply of prescription drugs. Other telehealth services associated with COVID-19 are covered as well. The Office of Personnel Management has approved these changes. The Postal Service prepares for coronavirus with an update to its pandemic flu plan. Interim measures include facility personnel tracking sick leave trends that may indicate a COVID-19 outbreak among postal employees. The plan states postal employees with coronavirus symptoms should remain off work until they recover. At least one postal employee has been diagnosed with the coronavirus. The National Postal Mail Handlers Union says a network distribution center employee in Seattle tested positive last month after extended travel overseas. The Pentagon is loosening its rules on telework to help prepare for coronavirus. Details from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Defense Department's new policy says it's okay for employees to telework even when they're taking care of a sick family member at home. The temporary rules are in effect through December. They are an exception to DOD's usual policy, which says telework can't serve as a replacement for child care. The changes are part of a broader package of guidance on coronavirus, which also says DOD managers need to act now to authorize as many employees to telework as possible. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Proud parents of the Navy's newest recruits will not be able to see them graduate from boot camp, at least not in person. Starting this week, the Navy says it will ban guests from its graduation ceremonies to limit the spread of the coronavirus. The events will be live streamed, though, on the Navy's website and social media platforms. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency gives a heads up about cyber threats linked to the coronavirus. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that story. CISA tells organizations to test their remote access capabilities and increase the capacity of those systems if necessary. It also advises that employees working remotely remain aware of how to reach out to IT personnel for further support. CISA warns that malicious actors could also take advantage of COVID-19 concerns by conducting phishing attacks and disinformation campaigns. I'm Jory Heckman. The Defense Department changes its child care policy to prioritize single and dual active duty military families. A memo outlines a new ranking system for who will get coveted child care spots. If active duty families are unable to find care in 45 days or more, they may take the spot of a DOD civilian employee's child. 
Other categories in lower tiers and at risk of losing spots include active duty Coast Guard, DOD contractors, and Gold Star spouses. Defense contracts have been awarded to three teams to begin work designing a mobile nuclear reactor prototype. DOD hopes the reactors will generate power for remote operating bases. BWX Technologies, Westinghouse Government Services, and X Energy LLC were all awarded contracts. After a two-year design process, one of the companies may be selected to build and demonstrate a prototype. It's a year later than expected, but GSA's 18F organization is expected to be in the black in 2020. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The IT consulting and services organization known as 18F has been spending more than it's brought in over the last five years. But in 2020, GSA officials told House lawmakers 18F will break even for the first time ever. 18F estimated it would fully recover its cost, as required by law, by 2019, but the government shutdown caused the one-year delay. The organization has shrunk its staff to just under 100 people from a high of 225 and has improved how many of its staff work on projects versus are considered administrative costs. I'm Jason Miller. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services is taking major steps to remove the barriers to sharing electronic health records. CMS issued two final rules yesterday addressing some of these challenges. One rule creates the standards for application programming interface to support a patient's access and control of their electronic health information. The second rewrites health IT system certification requirements to let doctors more easily communicate with patients. And NASA adds a new term and condition to the thousands of grants it makes each year. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin to explain. Recipients are now required to report findings or determinations of harassment, sexual or otherwise, to NASA. The final rule, effective today, covers acts committed by principal investigators, co-investigators, and any other staff supported by a NASA grant. Grantees must also report when someone is placed on administrative leave or receives other disciplinary action having to do with harassment. The agency responding to a comment promises to maintain privacy. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 